everybody, welcome to Cow Daily. I, for one, welcome all our new AI overlords. Today we're going to be talking about, um, oh, well, we're going to be engaging with OpenAI. Um, I got on this probably late for most early adopters anyway, about 24 hours ago, and I've been playing around with it. I texted a couple of my friends, um, unconnected to each other, and went, have you been on this open AI? And both of them went, yeah, every day. <laughs> so I'm pretty late to it. But it was when I played around with it last night, one of the one of the own well, possibly the only like flying car moment I've had about the future. And what I mean by that is, you know, the Jetsons where the future and it's they've sort of got a flying car and all of that. Well, we haven't got a flying car and it's 2023. And we'll promise this stuff. So where is it? Honestly, this open AI thing, man, I mean, it's obviously in beta, it's not perfect, far from it. Its database is cutting off for 2021, so it's a bit limited on certain things. But what I really enjoyed about it was it's like a two-way process. Um, it didn't know something about a certain person, so I corrected it and fed it a link, and it apologized and went, sorry for the misinformation. This is actually the truth, what you were saying. And well, Google doesn't do that, does it? So straight away, it's got a different application to it, which blew my mind. I also fed it a link for a COVID study and instantly, and I'm not joking, it said, the, this is a preprint. I've read the study, da, 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 da. I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. Like, I could not believe it. That, that was since yesterday, which ironically, it crashed and wouldn't work. And then I had to go and do somebody else's show. Um, shouts to Laura, social distinct tank. And um, just as we were about to start, the other side of that wall over there, somebody started drilling, <laughs> like a masonry drill. So we just had to can it and we we're just going to do it another day. Mad. So yesterday I was like sat in front of a screen for a while and just hardly anything got done. There was two micro shows of about three minutes long. It didn't work. See, people are rocking up in the comments. Nice. Nice to see you. What what even time is it? That's ten o'clock. Interesting. Um, so I chat GPT and all that. Let's see who's about in the comments. Um, oh, we've got some ease. Joanne's rocking the ease. Hopefully not while she's driving. Cow daily. That's me. <laughs> Zoe's in. E. Jacqueline's in. Also rocking the ease. JC is in. No, not that one. Here we go. Welcome the open AI overlords. Been a bit of a lag on the stream today for some reason. I don't know why, but it's just one of them things. What are you to know? So one of the things I did want to mention before we go into the whole chat, Laz is about, hello, mate. Nice to see you. Let me know if you're there in the, in the comments and rocking about. One of the things I did want to talk about, and um, before, I, like, obviously the crash got ill, all that, me, um, we're going to be speaking to the people who, and probably still will, who made the film The Big Lie. Um, I've been sent this, just wanted to give it a big shout out, which is, um, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, The Big Lie is showing in the Northeast. I'm sure it's going to be showing where you are too. I'll just read it out from my phone just for quickness. Uh, oh, Jeremy Corbyn, The Big Lie shown in the Northeast. There are three showings of Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, The Big Lie in April by Yvonne Wank. <laughs> Bloody hell, she's <laughs> what are you <laughs> fucking hell? That took us a bit by uh, yeah. 
So anyway, what it says here, there are now three showings in the Northeast. The film is made by Platform Films, and this is what the film has to say about itself. Produced by award-winning radical filmmaker Platform Films, with contributions from Jackie Walker, Ken Loach, Andrew Murray, Graham Bash, and Moshi Machova, and narrated by Alexi Sale. This feature-length documentary film explores a dark and murky story of political deceit and outrageous anti-Semitic smears. It also uncovers the critical role played by current Labour leader Keir Starmer, a big fan of the show, and asks if the movement back to Corbyn could rise again. Could it rise again? Who knows? This is something um, that is on at the first of the three screenings will be in Stanley, County Durham, uh, not far from my old yard. That's uh, Friday the 21st of April at 2pm. That's at Stanley Civic Hall, Front Street, Stanley, County Durham, DH90NA. I know it well. Second is at the Tyneside Irish Centre, Newcastle on Monday the 24th of April at 8 o'clock. Know that place well as well. And then we understand that there will be a show at the Star and Shadow, Newcastle on the 30th of April at 2pm. Knowing that place well as well. From and the tool. Maybe even put an event on at the Star and Shadow. Can't remember. It's mad when you can't remember events you've put on, which meant everything at the time. Weird. Weird how the brain works. Get yourselves along, man. Get yourselves along. Go and see it. So few more people in. Who is it? Yeah, Charles in. Ari, brother. Heed army. Defo, man. Like, seriously, I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder now that we've stayed up. Gates FC is honestly one of the most positive things in my life in the sense that in a world of lies, right? Like, the heed are the truth. Like, we're a fan-owned club, and honestly, we have to tell the story. We have to tell the story about how the fans saved the club. We have to get the key players around about that and we have to do it. I think everybody's just been so busy, but seriously, what a tale. It's like the Sopranos. And I'm not joking. It is like the Sopranos. It is mad. And the fact is, everybody on, on Tyneside, a lot of people anyway, are so focused on Newcastle United. You miss what's going on in your own nose. The, the fans who saved the club from basically, well, We'll save it until we actually tell the story. Are absolute like working class heroes. I'm not joking. There will be no Gateshead FC without them. There will be no Wembley FA Trophy final. There will be no staying up with a budget of fifty pence in the Kit Kat to build again. Mike Williamson and Busted just deserve loads of credit as a management team. The players credit themselves and their family. Things you can believe in in 2023 that are pure, like hen's teeth, aren't there? Um, beautiful story that has to be told on it how it's not been on one of these like like football channels like copper 90 or something is an absolute scandal so i reckon what we should do is just make a documentary certainly a series of podcasts and i mean i know the people so i'm kind of talking myself yeah what i'm saying is this though bandwagon jumpers a gate said fully wanted don't worry about like oh kind of gun get yourself along it's absolutely fantastic crack of the match. Um, if you're if you're a football lad, it's for you. Go up in the clothesline. Rest of it, all families, really young kids like um, there, and it, the future of the club is brilliant, and that's testament to the work that the community foundation's doing. Also, as well, the club's doing uh, community sessions, uh, football sessions with refugees and asylum seekers. I just love the club, top to bottom. Nothing bad about the club. Everything's good. Um, go be part of Gated. I just, as somebody said, um, when I like 
posted a link earlier on the page about gated. Oh, you know, a Brentford fan, we were right down there now, look, we're in the Premier League. That's fantastic, but I don't want to be a Premier League club. I'd like it to be a league club. It's maybe something like Crew, where we're working with young players, and that's what my lane is. I don't ever want it to be in the Premier League. I used to have a season ticket at Newcastle. You know, I'm not going to talk about it here. We've got Newcastle United against Sports Washington coming up soon, so we'll talk about it there. But um, just blessings to get to the FC. I just absolutely adore the club, as you can probably tell. Um, it's over 10 years now for me, so... I'm certainly no part-timer. <laughs> um, but yeah, the story of Gateshead must be told. So Duncan's in. Good morning, Duncan. See if your pet AI is going to play today. Hopefully, mate. I hope so. Jenny's in. Nice to see you. Leon's about. Nice to see you. Michael Dines in. Nice to see you, pal. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Um, Jacqueline is saying... I watched The Big Lie on YouTube in four parts before they took all the videos down. Was that a claim from the people who made it, like a copyright claim from there, or was it YouTube themselves that took it down? Be interested to know. Um, Michael is saying, seeing The Big Lie, I've no intention of seeing it again. It boiled my piss. Michael, did it boil your piss in the sense of how the film is made or the content or both, or a version of that. It'd be interesting because I've not seen it yet myself. I plan to, but I'm just being mad busy and and I'm Raj. So, right. Um, ba -ba -bum. Elizabeth is in. Nice to see you. Nice one. Ah, oh, brilliant. Stephen saying, we'll give it another go. Maybe get the buzz this time. Honestly, right? Like, <laughs> I ended up taking some mates to a game years ago and we won like. 10 in a row or something. I took my mates, right? And we got a beat 5 1 off Barnet. I couldn't believe it. Like, we were like Brazil 70 turned up and then we're out like Raggy Ost Rovers. Isn't it always the way? You probably just went to a ringer. But what I'd say is, like, if you can, go to Wembley, you'll be able to get a ticket. You'll fall in love with the club straight away and you might say we win a trophy. Get it, man. Do it. That's your match. That's what you want to do. We're Wembley. Slaz is in. What are you saying? I love watching Whitley Bait Wembley. Too bad I've got a hair me tongue. Ugh, horrible. A while back, I've done the the heed with your cell. You have indeed, pal. Um, love Ashy and South Shields too, but North Shields can do one. Why? Why not? Is it because North Shields tends to have like virtually everybody who ever has a band from Newcastle there? <laughs> There's more bears at Adidas Special like there than bloody the Adidas store. So, read <laughs> crew bit nonce. No comment. We don't want the whole. That element of it, of course, and the scholars and gentlemen are here to let me show you. There's no nonsense there. Uh, right. Right, Michael is clarifying. What is he saying? This stream yard's bad. It was the content. I watched the big lies. It was happening in real time. Got you, mate. Understood. Yeah, I'd like to see the film. Um, please give it a shout out. Right. Open AI. Get your questions in now so we can ask them. I've got a few here. Um, that I've taken from the page and I was putting on my phone for ease. But um, I just start lobbing your questions in. And I'll do the whole housekeeping bit while you're doing it and we'll just ask it stuff. And I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it was It's just fascinating to me and I'm really interested to see what people think when they say it. Um, boom, right. I'll just pull up these questions. Oh, yeah. We're going to mention something called Bicycle Day later on as well because today is Bicycle Day. And it's got a bit to do with bikes. So if anybody knows what Bicycle Day is, 
Um, save it till we'll come to that bit later. Just gonna have a quick drink. Lemon bomb for the herbal watchers. Vape, peppermint as usual. Three milligram, fin rested. <laughs> Very low. We then, let's see what this little bad lad's got to say. Uh, right after this. If you want to support work, go to patren.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Also, link in the description for PayPal if you want to make a one-off contribution to our work and supporting our new descent into AI overlordum. Read. Let's get this screen up. Pull up chat GPT. Here he comes. Yeah, mate. Chat GBT. Right. Let's see. There's a few, maybe there's a few questions in the live chat. Um, oh, Joanne sent you vape three milligram double mint, right? Right back at you. Leon saying 420 tomorrow. Um, Jacqueline saying, ask it right now. Say about the history of Gated Football Club and your style of writing. I think you'd have to give it a sample of your writing first. I would do, I would do that, but obviously. I need to ask it kind of simple questions just for the purpose of the show because if I asked to write an article and write it about Gated, then yeah, I'll be reading that all day. But it would be good to um, get it as a, like a framework of what happened with the Sopranos. So sadly, I don't have two screens, so I'm going to have to like lean over and do this. But one of the shows we did recently, right, um, was about uh, Nazis. So we'll ask it that in a minute. But what I want to ask it first, just to define itself, is what is AI in less than 20 words? So just bear with us. Dun, 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 dun. This is the noise that I make, so there's not dead air for that type. Um, what I am going to do is get like another camera and mount it and then just use my keyboard for this because I don't think this will be the last time we'll be doing this. So what is AI in less and 20 words. Let's see what it is. Right, so what it says is AI stands for artificial intelligence, which refers to machines or computers that can perform tasks requiring human-like intelligence. Great stuff. That's interesting. But let's start a new chat, and that chat will be Were the Nazis left wing? This will be interesting. Nazis left wing, new overlords. Were the Nazis left wing? What does it say? He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be any clearer, really. No sitting on the fence here. So what it says, and it's typing this for audio people, this is coming out in real time, right? So what it says is, no, the Nazis were not left wing. I mean, we know this. The Nazi party was also known as the National Socialist German Workers' Party, promoted right-wing nationalist ideology, they advocated for a totalitarian government and believed in the superiority of the Aryan race. Whilst the term socialist was included in the party name, the Nazis' version of socialism was vastly different from the traditional left-wing concept. Their socialism was based on a form of corporatism which aimed to create a classless society by bringing together the interests of workers and capitalists under the control of the state. However, this was not a true form of socialism as the state did not aim to abolish private property and instead allowed for private enterprise to exist within the framework of the state. 
In summary, while the Nazis did use the term socialist, their ideology was not left-wing, was actually founded on far-right nationalist principles. Could you be any clearer? I love this, man. I love this. It's just, did you see what happened there? How quick that was. I mean, look, I get that I might be on some like sort of like so boomer, like 46-year-old shit here. But, you know, I like to think that I, I can keep up with certain things. And I'm it's yeah, hard out of me not about this thing. Like, can you imagine, like, the applications of this? Think about it in the sense of journalism. It, you can ask it to write an article, right? And I did last night. And it did it immediately, like done journalism done. Apparently, um, people have been getting copped, uh, getting it to write essays for them, and apparently, there's some kind of like arms race between like AI essay writing software and software designed to catch plagiarism. Mad. I mean, is anything even real anymore? Sort of thing is where I'm at. And um, also, though, I think it was Drake. There was a song was pulled off Spotify and other platforms because it was written by AI. I got it to write me a song last night, right, about um, my dogs. And I, I said, like, one's got three legs. The other one um, has four legs, but one of them doesn't work. And one of them had his epilepsy cured by THC oil. And it wrote a proper song. I don't know. I'll see if I can like pull up some of the lyrics from it, man. And it was just, it's, I mean, it's a bit hack, but it was like, it did it immediately. You know what I mean? It was crazy. Um, right, hold on. I'll see where I put it. I sent it to uh, my partner, so it'll be there. Read. It better be worth it, actually, by the time it's taken us to pull it up. So let me see. Right, I'm just scrolling back. We've sent each other a lot of things. The scrappy DJ and Zeb, three dogs that we all love so well. Despite their struggles and their pain, they bring us joy again and again. Scrappy's leg may not work right and DJ has one less in sight, but that doesn't stop them from having fun, chasing each other in the sun. Zeb's epilepsy once caused us fear, but with cannabis oil, he's now in the clear. He's happy and healthy just like the rest, living life to the fullest, feeling truly blessed. See, I mean, hack as hell, and it sounds like some kind of like come and praise, like hymn book thing from when you were at school. You remember the blue one with the kids' faces on it? And, uh, but it did it immediately. And if, if the thing is, people can do that and it forms a basis for a song, and you'd swap it around so it's less cheesy and that's your song. Like, I don't know quite what the ethics of that are at the moment. And, I haven't really sort of like thought that through, but it's going to change the world. And in a kind of freakonomics kind of way, especially for some people who don't see the connections, we're going to have to do UBI, universal basic income. It's a necessity as far as I'm concerned, because how on earth, when all of these jobs are getting removed, can we do like what are humans for? I mean, the other option's a big war. So a lot of people die, and I mean, look at the way the world's going. But this AI thing, man, it's like I keep thinking about, like, keep just keep thinking about it since since I used it, and it's weird. But like, let's ask it more questions. Um, Kevin is saying, who is worse, the Nazis or the Soviets? Um, I will ask it that, Kevin. But from what I'm playing around with it, right, it kind of like 
it tries to be like super positive all the time, so it might not ask it properly, but I'll ask it now. Two seconds, mate. Right, let's pull it up. So who is worse, Nazi? I don't know, I'll see what the exact wording is. I'll say, actually, I'll say I'll copy and paste yours. Nat won't let us. That absolutely sucks, StreamYard. Um, who is worse, Nazis or Soviets? Cool. Doing it now. Who is worse? Who is worse, Nazis or Soviets? Right, let's see what it says. Who I've asked it. It's it's taken longer. Both the Nazis and Soviets were responsible for atrocities and crimes against humanity. It's not appropriate to compare them in terms of who was worse. Both regimes committed mass killings, torture, and oppression of their own citizens and other groups. The Nazi regime was under the leadership of Adolf Hitler, was responsible for the systematic murder of six million Jews during the Holocaust, as well as the deaths of millions of others, including homosexuals, Romani people, disabled individuals, and political dissidents. The Nazis also waged aggressive wars leading to the death of millions of people. The Soviet regime under the leadership of Joseph Stalin was responsible for the deaths of millions of people through famine, forced labor, and political purges. The Soviet government also committed numerous human rights abuses, including suppressing free speech, imprisoning dissidents, and carrying out extrajudicial killings. Both the Nazi and Soviet regimes were responsible for horrific crimes against humanity. And it is important to remember the victim of these atrocities and work towards preventing similar tragedies in the future. You cannot really get vexed with that, that answer, can you? You know, because, you know, I don't buy into all of this, like, taking sides thing. My only side is the truth. And to suggest that the Soviets, um, certainly under Stalin, didn't go around, like, murdering the absolute granny out of people, even grannies at times, um, would be wrong. And I think to deny that, it only sort of, like, adds grist to the fascist mill, you know. I think um, history should be assessed on empirical evidence and it should be done on that basis alone, which is why, I mean, linking to the question just now about where the Nazis left wing, I mean, obviously, we're in a world now which is in some regards post-truth. So I think this is why AI can have great application because it just, boom, there's the answer, and it will only get better. So grifters like Hitchens and others who are trying to do this whole, like, Nazis were left wing thing, how are you, man? I mean, anybody who did, even before GCSE German, like G GCSE German, what am I talking about? GCSE history. I also did GCSE German, so I get, I've got that mixed up there. But, um, yeah, let's see. <laughs> what's, what's, Stephen's saying, a pal of mine actually said to me last week, what's the point of the internet? Ask it that, I couldn't answer it. Right, let's ask it that. What is the point of the internet? So here we are typing, what is the point of the internet? Let's see what it says. It's the internet is a global network of computers and other devices that enables the exchange of information and communication between people and machines all around the world. Its primary purpose is to facilitate the sharing of information and knowledge and to connect people with each other regardless of their physical location. The internet has numerous uses and benefits including communication. The internet allows people to communicate with each other in real time through email, instant messaging, video conferencing and other forms of online communication. Two, information sharing. 
The internet provides access to vast amounts of information on virtually any topic. This makes it easier for people to find information and learn new things. Three, entertainment. The internet provides access to a wide range of entertainment options, such as movies, music, games, and social media. Four, e-commerce. The internet has made it possible for businesses to sell their products and services online, creating a global marketplace. Five, education. The internet has revolutionized the way people learn by providing online courses, tutorials, and educational resources. Overall, the internet has become an essential part of modern life and transformed the way people communicate, work, learn, and entertain themselves. Die, slaves, die, die, slaves. Sorry, I mean, thanks, everybody. I'm going to write you a nice song about your dogs. So, yeah, does that answer your question, Stephen, at all? I think it's fair. Uh, I think, um, right. <laughs> Ask if Keir Starmer is left wing. Okay, that sounds like a good one. Let's see what it's got to say. Keir Starmer is a British politician and the current leader of the Labour Party in the UK. He was elected as a party leader in 2020, succeeding Jeremy Corbyn. Starmer's political views are generally considered to be centre-left. He has advocated for policies such as investing in public services, reducing inequality and protecting workers' rights. However, he's also expressed support for fiscal responsibility and has been critical of some of the more radical left-wing policies promoted by some factions of the Labour Party. During his time as leader, Starmer has sought to move the party towards the centre and regain the support of voters who may have been put off by some of the more radical positions taken by the party under Corbyn's leadership. There's nothing radical, chat GBT, wholly rational. He also emphasised the importance of the party being seen as competent and capable of governing effectively. Overall, while Starmer's views are generally considered to be left of centre, he's also sought to position himself and the Labour Party as more moderate and pragmatic than the more radical left-wing factions within the party. I don't know. I don't know why, but like him just like sort of reading anything that isn't an excoriating dissection of Starmer, I'd just get wound up. Because, well, for obvious reasons. I mean, we talk about it on this show all the time. The man is a wrong one. Let us see what other questions we have here. Let's have a look. Um, right, so I wanted to ask it about spy cops. Um, if you've been listening for a long time, we did like a show, I think, in 2016 on spy cops. And then we did a follow-up with Tom Fowler, um, I think it was last year, on spy cops. So I want to know what um, it knows about it, but I'll take some of the uh, reactions here. Jenny is saying, radical left wing, completely run-the-mill policies in many Nordic countries. Exactly, that was the uh, basically the essence of why I was getting wound up. Jacqueline's saying, wow, the AI is a Keith supporter. <laughs> I think um, from what... I think I would have, would have had a different response if we'd actually been able to run the show and it wasn't crashing yesterday. Um, but today, I understand that the two-way processes, we have to teach it. So think about that when we're not just thinking about asking questions. Let's do this before we move on, Jacqueline, right? Think of a question that, or think of a, a, a short sentence that I could say to it where you could teach it why it's kind of not got it quite right. Because that was what I went on to yesterday with other topics, and it was fascinating. So I'll just kind of like wait until your sentence comes, if indeed you want to ask it one. I'll think of one myself as we're doing it, so I haven't got any dead air. But that would be interesting if like you're watching this and you could think about like sort of how we can like sort of go both ways with it, you know? So 
Um, ah, cool. J- um, JC, no, not that one, says, I met with Tom and look forward to a Spy Cops question. Absolutely love Tom. Pass on all my best to the lad. And um, just what a lovely, lovely person. And also what he's doing uh, with the Spy Cops inquiry and everything. I just respect him wholeheartedly. And he's literally one of the bright spots like in terms of like people we've spoken to over the last few years. Um, big up Tom Fowler, always. That's your mate is a proper working class hero. Tell him. Tell him that. Not just from us, but tell him it yourself, man, because like he's brave as fuck, man. Big him up, big him up. So anyway, um, bloody hell gulp, says Jacqueline. Right, I'll I'll try and do it. Two seconds. So um what it's saying is uh do so Starmer, uh he's not really left wing enough. And I'll just go back. Um let's ask it, do you support Starmer? As an AI language model, I do not have personal beliefs or political affiliations, and I do not support any particular political leader or party. My role is to provide impartial and informed responses to questions based on available data and information. Fair enough, bit of clarity. Let's ask it about spy cops. So, I'm going to ask it, what do you know about spy cops? What do you know about Spy Cops. Right. Spy Cops, short for Special Demonstration Squad and National Public Order Intelligence Unit, were undercover police units in the UK that operated between the 1960s and 2010s. <coughs> Excuse me. The units were established to gather intelligence on protest movements and political groups with a particular focus on left-wing and environmentalist groups. Members of the Spy Cops units would infiltrate these groups, often using false identities, and gather information on their activities, including personal information on individual activists. In some cases, the undercover officers engaged in intimate relationships with activists to maintain their cover. Some would say that's state-sanctioned rape, like I would. The activities of the spy cops units have been the subject of controversy and criticism, particularly due to concerns about the ethic and legal implications of undercover policing, as well as the impact on the individuals and groups targeted by the unit. In recent years, there have been numerous investigations and inquiries into the activities of the spy cops units, including the undercover policing inquiry, which was established in 2015 and is ongoing. The inquiry aims to undercover to uncover the extent of the spy corps unit activities and their impacts on individuals and groups targeted by the unit. Interesting. Um, let's ask it. <laughs> let's, let's weave the two together. What is Keir Starmer's involvement? Interesting. What is Starmer's involvement? So, as the current leader of the UK Labour Party, UK Starmer has been involved in calling for greater transparency and accountability regarding the activity of spy cops units. In 2020, Starmer issued a public apology on behalf of the Labour Party to six individuals are targeted by the spy cops units. Oh, that's so rich coming from him, given what he's done since, including a former MP, environmental campaigners, and a journalist. The apology acknowledged the harm caused by the actions of undercover officers and expressed support for calls for public inquiry in the matter. 
honestly, this man, man, geez. Starmer has also been critical of the government's handling of the issue, calling for greater transparency and accountability from the police and home office. In the 2020 speech, he argued that the spy cop scandal demonstrated the need for reform of the police and the wider criminal justice. Overall, Starmer has been vocal in the support for victims of spy cop units and has called for greater transparency and accountability. That's interesting. But what about when he was director of public prosecutions? He was DPP. Starmer served as Director of Public Prosecutions in England and Wales from 2008 to 2013. During his time as DPP, he oversaw a number of high-profile cases, including the prosecution of several individuals for phone hacking and corruption at News International. In relation to the issue of undercover police and activities of the spy cops unit, Starmer has not been directly implicated in any wrongdoing. However, some have criticised his role as DPP in relation to the prosecution of environmental activists who were targeted by the spy cops unit. In 2011, a group of environmental activists were arrested and prosecuted for conspiring to commit aggravated trespass during a protest at a power station in Nottinghamshire. It was subsequently revealed that one of the activists, Mark Kennedy, was an undercover police officer who had infiltrated the group. Critics have argued that Starmer should have disclosed Kennedy's role as an undercover officer to the defence in the case, as it may have been relevant to the defendant's right to a fair trial. You don't say. However, Starmer has defended his handling of the case, arguing that he acted in accordance with the law and guidelines in place at the time. Oh, really, did you? Overall, while Starmer's role as DPP did not involve direct involvement in the activities of spy cops units, his handling of the case involving the environmental activists has been the subject of criticism and scrutiny. Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't actually have it up on the screen there. Just me. But there, there it is. That's right there. So I'm not going to like go further. Like, If you want to know more about Starmer and Spy Cops, there is more. So you can look into it for yourself. I'm looking back to see what's the crack. Ask if it's radical to want everyone to be able to eat. That's a really, really good question, Zoe. I'm going to do that. Is it radical to want everyone to eat, let's say? Is it radical? It's still, the dot is going. It's, cogs are turning. <laughs> no, it is not radical to want everyone to eat. In fact, most people would consider it a basic human right to have access to adequate food and nutrition. The issue of hunger and food insecurity is a global problem that affects millions of people around the world and addressing it is a key goal of many humanitarian development organizations. While there may be different opinions on the best way to address hunger and ensure that everyone has access to food, the idea that there's a basic human right and priority for society is widely accepted. Advocating for policies and programs that aim to address hunger and food insecurity can be seen as a compassionate and socially responsible position rather than a radical one. Right, I know where this is going. What I'm going to do is ask it, why did you call moderate Corbyn policies radical? So, why did you call? Hello, why did I do that? Why did you call? I met that guy who uh, from that viral video, which I'm not going to do because I'm tired to me. Why did you call moderate Corbyn policies radical? So here we go. I apologize for any confusion or misunderstanding caused by my previous response. I did not refer to moderate carbon policies as radical, nor did I imply that wanting everyone to eat is a radical idea. 
as an AI language model. That was, that felt a little bit defensive, like the first paragraph. Is that like the first edge of sentience? As an AI language model, my responses are generated based on the language used in the questions and on the available data and information. It's possible that I may make errors or provide responses that are not clear or accurate. If you have a specific question or concern regarding a particular topic, please let me know and I will try to do my best to provide a helpful and accurate response. Fair doings, fair doings, new AI overlord. Um, this is a good one from Elizabeth too, which goes on. Why are policies in Europe that are considered moderate considered left wing in UK? Right, cool. Let's ask it. Right. Why are policies which are considered left wing in Europe? I'm going to see your exact word in here, Elizabeth. Two seconds, mate. Considered left wing, yeah, got you. Considered left wing in the UK. The long end, but we got there. The classification of policies as left wing or right wing can vary depending on the political context and culture of a particular country. In Europe, different countries have different political traditions and ideologies which can influence how policies are perceived and classified. In the UK, the left-wing and right-wing political spectrum is generally defined by the country's historical and cultural context, which has been shaped by a range of factors, including class divisions, the welfare state, and the role of the state in the economy. For example, policies that aim to redistribute wealth, promote social equality, and provide universal public services, such as healthcare and education, are generally considered left-wing in the UK. This is particularly due to the country's historical experience with social democracy and the establishment of a welfare state after World War II. In contrast, policies that prioritise individualism, free markets and limited government intervention are often considered right-wing in the UK. This reflects a long-standing tradition of classical liberalism and neoliberalism, which has been influence, influential in shaping the country's economic policies. It's important to note that political classification is subjective and can vary depending on the context and perspective of different individuals and groups. Therefore, the classification of policies as left-wing or right-wing can be influenced by a range of factors, including political ideology, cultural context, and historical experience. It's really fair, isn't it? It's trying to be very fair indeed. Um, I'm going to ask it this. Are you aware of the Overton window? Let's do it. Are you aware of manipulation of the Overton window. So let's see what it says. Yes, I am aware of the concept of the open window and how it can be manipulated. The open window refers to the range of ideas and policies that are considered acceptable or mainstream in a particular political context. When the Overton window shifts, it can, be, it can lead to changes in public opinion and the policies that are considered viable and achievable. Political actors can seek to manipulate the Overton window by introducing extreme or radical ideas, which may initially be seen as outside the mainstream, which can shift the window and make previously unacceptable ideas seem more reasonable. This manipulation can occur through various means, such as media coverage, political rhetoric, and the use of social media and other communication channels. Some critics argue that this manipulation can lead to a narrower, narrowing of the range of acceptable ideas and a shift towards more extreme and polarized politics. Understanding the concept of the Overton window and how it can be manipulated is important for analyzing political discourse and understand the dynamics of public opinion and why. Die, 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 slave, die. Sorry, I mean, here's a song about all your dogs and that. So 
this is mad man it's like do do you like understand like what it's just done it's just like spat out like a whole like well start of an article or like the premise of of it and I, I just mad I mean I'm 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 just I was went for a walk this morning I was just thinking about like sort of the time that I could potentially save yeah using this and it could help kick things on a lot longer um a lot quicker sorry asked it to write a whole like um brief point by point um SEO guide for social media so because it's different from like when we first started the the show years ago right it was very different there was a lot of that organic reach available on social media which is how you market your work so you would just make it you would post it on social media i mean to be honest with you quite a lot of the stuff that we did was in a private group and we didn't really use the public one it's only been really like the last few years that like maybe four or five that's been used more um so there's a whole different like sort of ecosystem around it then but um Hang on a minute. Where, where's this going? But what I'm what I'm saying is, is like now that this exists, it's almost like like it can save you a lot of time. But the thing is, in terms of its wider implications for society, and like on the macro scale, it's unless there's something like universal basic income, the future is going to be really scary and not very good. So it's important to temper those two things. I feel. Um, before we go, we usually do like a sort of like um, different change of pace and whatever. So we're, like we called it hope, but this is like something that I um, today is bicycle day. So I'm going to ask OpenAI what it knows about bicycle day. So do you know what? Seconds by bicycle day. Is. let's see what does it say yes i'm familiar with bicycle day bicycle day is a holiday that commemorates april the 19th 1943 when swiss chemist dr albert hoffman intentionally ingested lsd for the first time and rode his bicycle home from his laboratory experiencing the first known lsd trip in history bicycle day has since become a day of celebration among people who are interested in psychedelic drugs and the potential benefits as well as a day to remember the contributions of albert hoffman to the field of psychedelic research some people mark the occasion by taking LSD or other psychedelics, while others participate in events, workshops, or other activities that explore the use of these substances in a responsible and an intentional way. It's worth noting that the use of LSD and other psychedelics is illegal in many countries, and their use can be associated with various risks and potential negative effects. It's important to approach the use of these substances with caution and to seek professional guidance and support if considering their use for therapeutic or other purposes. Didn't be a square open AI. So basically t-shirt I'm wearing. That's your Hoffman there. Hold on a minute. Right now I'm not on LSD. I've not had it since I was about 21. But um like I, I remember like I just didn't at the time I just didn't feel like um you know, I'd, I'd quite a bit of it when I was younger. I actually had LSD before I actually drank alcohol when I was 13. But um I I'm getting older now and I think a bit more put together and it's like maybe something that I'm looking to explore in the future, but I like bikes and as well. So it's the good thing, but I just wanted to sort of market today's bicycle day. Um, shouts to the psychedelic community around the world. Um, looking to explore these things for medicine and 
um, just absolutely fantastic. A lot of the work people are doing, but names I can't mention. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll take a few comments before we get off and see what it's all about. There's a few other questions. Um, hello to Imagination Scene. You got in. You got in at the end. Have you tried Bing Chat? I haven't, but I'll have a look after this. Um, why didn't they call it LSD? DD, Jacqueline's saying. Um, I don't know, but I would suggest it's probably something to do with just illegality. And um, also, it's that that breeds like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing. So, in the psychedelic community, bicycle day is like, you know, it's why I've asked to open AI. Doesn't know what bicycle day is. And I didn't know whether it was going to pull up something about the Tour de France or something like that. I've not, I didn't ask it first. Incredible and such a little, like, nice little precy of what it is. But you know, the orco ending at the, at the end. Zoe's saying, so many mates swear by microdosing. Um, that's what I'm interested in. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, but a lot of the tech that we're speaking on and everything of that nature, Silicon Valley and whatnot, it's um, basically ran on microdosing. A lot of these ideas for new tech came from people doing meditation and microdosing, like DMT, LSD, things of that nature. So the Burning Man Festival was born from that as well. You know, the big one in um, the desert in the United States. Um, and that is very much about like sort of futurism, forward thinking. Um, and a lot of it's born from microdose. So Leon is saying the guy that made it out, made it went out on a bicycle for hours his first trip. That's right. Uh, it's what um, OpenAI has just been telling me about Dr. Albert Hoffman. Right. It's been lovely speaking to you. That's a solid 45 minutes and uh really nice that it worked today um as ever if you would like to support our work you can go to patreon.com forward slash cow daily that's patreon.com forward slash cow daily patreon link in the description for paypal if you want to leave a one-off donation to support our work and thanks for being here everybody um hopefully this is going to be the start of a good run at this um if you've been watching or listening for a while, you know I've been having a mare trying to sleep properly since the road crash at the start of the year. And I've just had a few nights sleep in a row now. I don't know what's changed, but honestly, just that life on extremely hard mode has changed to life on hard mode. And I can deal with that. Extremely hard mode, not so much, but we got through it. We made some shows. We kept the show on the road. We kept the train on the tracks and now it's time to not do really shitty David Brent type analogies and leave. All the best, everybody. Love as ever. Bye-bye.